Suppose you called something gay 10 years ago. And I'm not saying, not saying it was good, but it was nevertheless something that a lot, if not most people did, when something was lame or stupid, you said, that's gay. You didn't mean that's homosexual. You didn't mean that's two men getting married. You meant that's stupid. Well, now if you engaged in what was normal slang back then, people go back and they find it and they try to apply 2019 standards to 1999 and try to destroy your life. And comedian Dave Chappelle came to Netflix and lit a match to that culture in his latest special, Sticks and Stones, and it has a lot of people freaking out because it's making a lot of money. And what if this means that censorship and cancel culture is neither profitable nor popular? This idea that a person can be born in the wrong body but they have to admit, that's a hilarious predicament. It's really funny. If it happened to me, you'd laugh, wouldn't you? That wouldn't be funny if it happened to me? I think it would be. What if, what if it did? What if, what, if I was, what if I was Chinese, but, but born in this body? That's not funny. And for the rest of my life, I had to go around making that face. Hey, everybody, I'm Chinese. Everyone get mad. Stop making that face. That's offensive. What? <laughs> this is how I feel inside. <laughs> so this, <laughs> this is the special that has a lot of people talking because he said a lot of things you're not supposed to say in 2019. He made fun of the LGBTQ people. The alphabet people, he called them, specifically the T's. He made fun of Chinese people. He went after Me Too. He went after Jussie. He said he owns guns. He says he doesn't like abortion. He said, I still like Michael Jackson's music. All of that is stuff you cannot say in 2019. And yet Dave Chappelle is making 60 million bucks for delivering three comedy specials like this on Netflix. Netflix is a company that makes almost a billion bucks a month because Netflix cares about making money. And they don't care if it's from the Obamas, which we've talked about and criticized. They don't care if it's from Dave Chappelle. But there's something to be said about the fact that they are willing to run a Dave Chappelle special, which so many people find to be contrary to the politically correct rules, contrary to what we're told we have to abide by in today's cultural landscape. And people, particularly the political, mind-controlling, censoring left, aren't really fond of that. They aren't really fond when he comes out in these specials, and so they say, quote, Dave Chappelle's new stand-up is offensive in all the wrong ways. Oh, shut up, BuzzFeed. They're saying Dave Chappelle's new special is unnecessarily offensive. And they continue to write, in his occasionally funny new Netflix special, Chappelle continues to make anti-trans and victim-blaming jokes. Why can't he strive to be more thoughtful? Now, when they say thoughtful, they mean more politically correct, because this special was a hell of a lot more thoughtful than anything on late night. Er, Trump is stupid. Er, Trump is racist. Derpy, 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 derp. Or, you know, Amy Schumer, I'm fat and have a vagina. Ha 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 ha. BRB, gonna get a donut. Or Samantha B. No, if anything, Chappelle is one of the more thoughtful comedians out there. You know, the best comedy is comedy that makes you think, that helps us see things in a new light and reconsider our preconceived notions. And that's what this special did, as evidenced 
by all of the contrary surrounding it. If it were so thoughtless, then where are then why are there why are there articles upon articles upon articles analyzing it? The elites are mad because he didn't play by their rules, and they're also mad because he doesn't mention Trump. And everyone knows good comedy. Good comedy must make fun of Orange Man. They're mad because of his willingness to touch the untouchables, and the elites they can't handle it. So a comedy show writer named Timothy Michael Jennings remarked in a now deleted tweet. When I was writing for comedian D.L. Hewley's show, my ultimate dream was to be writing for Chappelle's show. But now Dave Chappelle is a bitter, borderline conservative misogynist. Won't watch any of his toxic BS. Well, now Chappelle hasn't changed. You're the one who's changed. He's a borderline conservative. What the hell does borderline conservative even mean? Chappelle's shows have actually very little to do with politics. He's just not afraid to make fun of the people that we've been told by the elites we can't make fun of. You know, comedians used to make fun of everyone, and that's what's changed. Chappelle has not changed. The left has now said, we will be the ones to tell you whom you can make fun of and what you must think is funny, and they've done it in an Orwellian fashion. This came across my Twitter feed. Why are conservatives praising David Chappelle exactly? He's not a conservative or a libertarian. I guess he likes to piss off the leftist establishment, but he's still quite left-leaning. He's not exactly pro-gun, nor is he pro-life. He's funny, but he's not on your side. Exactly, exactly. He's funny, and he's a comedian, and comedians are supposed to be funny, not politically on our side. It's comedy not politics, and comedy shouldn't be just about making your political allies laugh. For whatever reason, we've been told that the only comedy that's acceptable is comedy that makes fun of Trump, and if you aren't doing that, you are a borderline conservative. Yeah, Dave Chappelle holds views that are, views that are typical of your average American from Ohio, which is where he's from, but he says he owns guns, but he doesn't like guns. He does it to protect himself. He says he's against abortion, but not always. He said, he, he's even said anti-Trump things in the past, but I don't care about his politics. But he's now being labeled as a conservative because he hasn't caved to the elite mob who thinks they can dictate every word that comes out of everyone's mouth and direct the kind of, kinds of thoughts that you are supposed to have. And if you don't, you're a terrible person and you must be canceled. And that was the larger point of the special, canceling people. The mob is trying to cancel you. Not just for things you said today, but for things you said years ago. You know, Kevin Hart, he made a few jokes about not wanting his son to be gay years ago. The truth is this was pretty common years ago. You know, I understand people thought, you know, when you say that's gay, it was associating gay with stupid. And so they thought that was offensive. And so people stopped doing it. But several years ago, it was relatively mainstream. So how can you fault someone for having that attitude. It was even rife throughout Hollywood among the very people who today are telling us it's unacceptable. You sound like a gay. <laughs> gay. You a What are you? Then I pick up these two. Oswald was a. Common throughout Hollywood. These are the people who are saying you can't say that. No, it was common in their movies. It was common, anti-gay marriage sentiment was common throughout politics, both on the Democrat side and the Republican side. It was common throughout culture. So how can you go back and say, well, today it's not popular, so we are going to hold you to today's standards. So Chappelle said, screw that. 
and he chastised his audience for being a mob that goes and finds people's tweets and says, look what you said 12 years ago. You weren't woke enough back then and we're gonna ruin your life because you thought like everyone else thought back then. And guess what? Chappelle did what he did and everyone loved it. Netflix says Dave Chappelle specials are its most watched ever. So the numbers speak for themselves. The numbers speak for themselves, which indicates perhaps the American people aren't feeling this whole woke Hollywood business. Perhaps the American people aren't feeling this idea that only certain ideas are tolerable, that only certain pre-approved thoughts can be expressed. Perhaps the American people don't like reality control. Perhaps the American people don't like being restrained by big tech. Perhaps the American people like free speech. And Netflix seems to have realized that by allowing these specials to air. Now, would, <laughs> would Netflix allow someone like me to host a special? Absolutely not. But maybe, maybe they're waking up. You know, there are signs, small signs, but signs that YouTube is starting to notice. You know, they still can't get over their fascist urges, though. YouTube, though, briefly allowed InfoWars War Room with Owen Schroyer back onto the platform before yanking it off again, of course. So there's still woke nitwits who want to censor voices, but they're starting to see, oh wait, the liberal mob who type shouts at people on Twitter when they say things that aren't woke enough aren't actually representative of most Americans. Most Americans actually enjoy edgy, funny content. Most Americans aren't thin-skinned wusses who can't handle someone being made fun of. Oh, well then maybe we'll rethink that whole acceptable, responsible speech BS we've been doing. Perhaps they are still banning accounts. You know, they're still doing that. They're doing that left and right. I'm not saying it's good out there. I'm not saying they, they get it yet. But perhaps they're realizing that censorship is not popular among people who revere a constitution that says the right to free speech shall not be infringed. People want to hear what Americans have to say and decide for themselves what they think about it. I mean, do we really think that headlines like Dave Chappelle's new stand-up is offensive in all the wrong ways are going to stop audiences from watching? Do you really think people are going to see everything wrong with Dave Chappelle's new special in a headline and say, well, I'm simply not interested? Wrong. The more headlines you write, the more people are going to see whatever they're not supposed to see. Companies like Netflix, they know controversy brings business because it's, it's interesting content. The problem is they're also run by leftists who also want to be woke and PC. So the big tech giants have to battle how to make money, but also how to be woke. And this Netflix special gives us a glimmer of hope that free speech may, may win over liberal feelings in the long run. And I hope that's the case. All right, so I've said a lot of negative things about Joe Biden, but did you guys hear the beautiful story he told. I first read about this heartwarming story he likes to tell in the Washington Post. And please, please get your tissues ready because it's emotional. Back when he was vice president, he was invited by a four-star general to a, a godforsaken country, Konar, Afghanistan, to recognize a Navy captain. It would be a risky trip, very dangerous place. But Biden said, we can lose a vice president we can't lose any more of these kids. He wasn't joking. Biden told the crowd that the Navy captain had rappelled down a 60-foot ravine under fire, retrieved the body of an American comrade, and carried him on his back. And well, 
Biden was supposed to pin a silver star on the hero, but Biden said, the captain told him, sir, I don't want the damn thing. Do not pin it on me, sir. Do not do that. He died. He died. That's the God's truth. My word as a Biden. And it's a really, it's a really touching story. And I think it might even make you think, wow, this Biden guy actually has a presidential quality to him. Actually, he's got that, he's got that presidential experience. But according to the Washington Post, almost every detail in the story appears to be incorrect. Based on interviews with more than a dozen U.S. troops, their commanders, and Biden campaign officials. It appears as though the former vice president has jumbled the elements of at least three actual events into one story of bravery, compassion, and regret that never happened. It's fake. Joe Biden and his scrambled eggs for brains thinks he's going to be president, but can't even keep his own story straight. And I do, I wanna give some, some props to the Washington Post here for calling him out on it and doing the research to correct the record, but I take issue with the way they've presented the story because this is the headline. As he campaigns for president, Joe Biden tells a moving but false war story. Do you think for a second if this were Donald Trump or any other Republican that it would be moving but false? No, if this were Donald Trump, it would be our sociopath in chief lied to exploit our military for his political gain. You'll be hearing about it. You, I mean, you'd, if this were Trump, you'd be hearing about it around the clock for days. It would be a major story about how this should disqualify him for, from office and how it probably also means he's a, you know, a white supremacist or white nationalist or something. But Joe Biden gets treated with kid gloves. The Washington Post says, in the space of three minutes, Biden got the time period, the location, the heroic act, the type of medal, the military branch, and the rank of the recipient wrong, as well as his own role in the ceremony. I mean, this guy is blunder after blunder after blunder. And we've gone over many of his very recent blunder. And I mean, they're not blunders. It's his brain. It's his mind. But the crazy things he says aren't a secret. So how is this guy the front runner? I think it's perfectly fine to question the mental capacity of uh, someone who wants to be in charge of the free world. You know, when Hillary was passing out in front of her van, we were told, no, it's sexist to question her fitness. Well, what's the excuse for this guy? What's the excuse for Biden? He swore to God. He swore to God that he was telling the truth. And when he was called out on it, he said, I think it's ridiculous. The essence, oh, the essence, that there's anything I said about that that wasn't the essence of the story. Sorry, this doesn't make any sense, but this is, these are his words. The story was that he refused the medal because the fella he tried to save and risked his life saving died. That's the beginning, middle, and the end. The rest of you guys can take it and do what you want with it. Yeah, guys, chill. Chill, they're just details. You get the essence, right? I think that there's a lot of people more concerned about being precisely, factually, and semantically correct than about being morally right. And that's what it comes down to. If you are a Democrat, you do not have to be factually accurate. They just want someone who they think can beat Trump. So what Joe Biden, when he comes and he kisses little kids on the cheek and maybe even like right here, and Joe Biden can't ever remember where he is and makes up stories about dead soldiers and is like casually racist, they are counting on the fact that you don't pay enough attention to see all of these blunders and realize, oh my gosh, he may, 
Does he have dementia? But I guess in the end, it works out in our favor because Biden, he's just not exciting. They can run sloppy Joe against Trump all they want. People are not going to vote for him. He might beat Trump. You know, some polls show that he's beating Trump. He might beat Trump head to head in some polls, but you could put every single candidate on the Democrat side in the room at the same time, and they do not generate anywhere near as much buzz as Trump does. So what else, what else is there to say except good luck, Democrats? This is the same exact strategy that lost you 2016, and it's going to feel a whole lot worse when you lose again in 2020. A reminder to everyone, I'd really appreciate it if you'd please rate, review, and subscribe to the White House Brief Podcast. It will make sure the truth rises above all the other stuff out there. So please rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks for listening.